Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. Uh, welcome to the latest episode, and uh, I'd say we'll call this one our Christmas episode, our, our holiday season episode yes. of the Dog Show Show podcast, of course. Uh, Barb and Adam here live in the flesh, and we've got Kim on the line, not from a tropical paradise this time, but on the phone. Morning, Kim. Morning, how are you? Oh, tired. Going well for a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we were sitting yesterday going, we've, we've hardly done any Christmas shopping. We need to, yeah. need to get that out of the way. Or for we... anyone that doesn't know, we've been away for the last two weeks. So we've just come home and trying to get back into reality. Hitting the ground running is yes. the, the, the phrase I believe is we're doing. Yes. But... On the southern seas, having, <sighs> having a food. Yeah, eating our way around the southern seas. Well, you were. I yeah. was. I was seasick for most of the time. Yeah. That was helpful. Yes. But anyway, so we part of that experience for us we're going to talk about today, which mm. is about um, you having your dog looked after over holiday periods or Christmas periods and things like that. Making sure that your dogs. Yeah, but with Christmas stays healthy. Fast approaching. What we thought we'd talk about today is some of the things that we can do to keep our dogs happy and healthy over the Christmas and New Year period because it it's can be, it's obviously a different time. There's lots of new people in the house. If you're having people over, you're there all the time as well so your dogs might not be used to that or you might be having your dogs looked after somewhere. So we thought we'd look at what are some of the tips and tricks and what we, you know, how to keep our dogs cool, how to look after them, all those sorts of things over this Christmas period. Mm. Um where do we start? What, where's our beginning? I think we start at Christmas Day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Christmas Day, there's a real temptation to feed your dog some of the food that you're eating. What are some of, Kim, what are some of the things that we can and can't feed our dogs? Well, I think we have a lot of people over and, of course, if the dogs are walking around with, with the visitors... They, um, the visitors tend to, you know, give them tidbits and tips and off the table, you know, peanuts and like that, mm. tips. I've even seen Uncle Harry sit down and give his, give the, sitting on his lap and the, the dog shares a beer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. Probably not good. Yeah. Wobble away and, um, and not, it's not very good for them. So, yeah, probably not shared to that degree and certainly not share the bad things. Um, I think, you know, it's just, you know, you've got to just keep not just the dog um, under control but the people, I think, to a certain extent. Because mm, yeah. they all want to be, they all want to bond with the dog and have the dog <laughs> want to be around them. So like, yeah. oh, here you go, have some of this. Hello, you know. mum, you know, part of the family. Yeah. Or, or if they're anything like Daisy, she sits there and she looks at you with these eyes. Please, yeah. please, please, can I have some? some? <laughs> please. Right. You know, almost like you know, Oliver Twisty. Like, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. They just, and they con everybody. Yeah. I, I've got a memory that we've spoken in the past about, um, like, pork-based foods are not good for dogs' digestive systems. Am I just making that memory up, or have we actually spoken about that? Like fatty foods like bacon and hams and things like that. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we don't really, couldn't really feed them that. 
fat, fat in their diets essential. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it is what, what you feed them afterwards. I mean, I always, all my dogs get some Christmas dinner and they get some leftover turkey. Uh-huh. So turkey is always the best sort of thing to feed them if you're going to feed them anything. Yep. Okay. And, um, you know, you just got to avoid bones, to cook bones. Yep. You, you, um, you know, the dogs might go and steal the stone fruit. Or, or, you know, go in the garbage bin and get the pips out of the apricots or yeah. or the avocados, whatever you've got, you know, that you've made. So you have to be careful that you follow them, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, so there's those sorts of things. Um, they say not to give them chocolate or lollipops, what's in in those products now. Mm-hmm. They're toxic to dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, there's different substances in them now, but um, my biggest thing, especially for the Southern Hemisphere and Australia in particular, is the heat, mm-hmm. yeah. is to keep them safe from the heat. Um, if you've got the air conditioner on, uh, that's good. But also, you know, when there's a whole lot of people in your home, or not even so many, they they need to have their usual um, routine. Mm. So in the morning, if they get up and go for a walk, Somebody has to take them for the usual walk. They don't really know it's Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. yeah, they know there's a lot of people around, but they don't think it all, you know, I can't go for my walk because it's Christmas. Mm. So, you know, the usual toilets and all that stuff that you do with them, you just keep it very clean. And also, if you have heaps of people, I um, or have a big believer in that they like their lair, their, their, their um, area where they sleep. Um, and to, to keep them there is also a good idea, especially when you're going to sit down to a meal. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes it easier for the, the visitors, but also you don't have to worry what the dog's into. And, you know, while you're having your Christmas lunch, the dog's um, annoying the people around the table. Mm-hmm. So if they're outdoor dogs, they go back outside. Or if they're crate trained, they go in their crate, that kind of thing. Yeah, but also make sure whatever, you know, it's it's the weather conditions as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if it's stinging hot, don't put your dog outside. No, no. no I've known people to do that and there's no dogs later. Oh, wow. What in, in that instance, I mean, obviously keeping them in a cool environment is the best thing to do to keep them cool. What are some of the other things that we can do to keep them cool as well? Well, the basic thing is to keep them, keep um, plenty of water, clean, clear. Um, lots of people buy those shell tools that the kids use. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keep them under shade. They must not be sat out in the burning down yeah. sun. Yeah. Um, maybe in an area that's you know does get the breeze. You know, somewhere in the back is cooler than somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and um, keep you know if you've got a, a sprinkler or you know those those little sprinklers that shoot out the fine mist, yep. that sort of thing. Keep them, keep water and keep them where they can keep cool. Mm-hmm. Or keep them inside in the air conditioning. So if you put them in a crate, just, you know, away from, you know, your visitors, but in a very cool area, but also be mindful to go and get them and uh, take them for a walk. Mm-hmm. And said that you have to be careful when you do take them for a walk because, um, you know, the hot surfaces, mm-hmm. the Arms are boiling. I mean, let's face it, we're getting over 100 degrees on some days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. So um, the, 
the ground uh, heats up. I mean, some people take them in the swimming pool with them as they go out for a swim before lunch or whatever their arrangement on the day is, take them for a swim and bring them back. It's just about the priority is to keep them cool. Yeah. Mm. I read a, a, I saw a thing a while back with that walking them, that walking them on hot surfaces. The tip was <clears throat> take your shoes off and if it's too hot for your feet, it's too hot for their feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can't sort of stand on it for more than five seconds without going, oh, oh, got to get off, got to get into a cool spot, then don't take your dog out. No, it burns badly. Yeah. And, and for our Northern Hemisphere people, obviously it's the reverse. Yeah. They frostbite and they get their feet can get pretty um, injured by the cold as well. Mm. Mm. So the two extremes. Yeah. So, yeah, they have, have to keep in the you know in the warm or wherever they keep them that keeps them warm yeah. it's just it's just a normal process for this time of year yeah. but making sure that people um you know your visitors are comfortable as well as your dog really yeah. and something we talked about just a moment ago and something i actually saw uh earlier in the week i think it was on instagram or something like that where you have to be careful at christmas time with the decorations with your dogs as well because they're all bright and shiny and, you know, you think of Christmas baubles on the tree looking like little little balls or little chew toys that they might enjoy <laughs> and they get they may get into those as well. So that's something yeah. to remember for everyone too. Yeah, it is an issue. I know I know people, dog people that have got their tree up with um, gates around it so the dog and the cat can't get in. Yeah. So don't worry about the kids, it's the dog and the cat. Cats are a whole different thing, though. They're, they're, they'll, they'll find a way, cats. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll mm. jump or climb or do something like that. Actually, I think I do, I do remember. I saw, uh, I think it was a, something on Facebook someone had written and said, please be careful of decorations with your dog because they had their dog had just eaten one of the baubles. That's mm. right. Thinking it was their normal ball that they'd throw around and ended up with all the fragmented pieces and had to mm. go and have the surgery and all that. Yeah. This was only the other day. Kind of been a staff it. They're not they're not that silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't specify actually which dog they had. Um, it I don't, becomes a crushed up glass, really, if they chew it and eat it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Mm. I suppose there's a danger in that as well because you see this time of year as well. There's a whole bunch of dog Christmas themed dog toys mm. as well. So. I'd imagine for the dog it'd be easy to get confused between its normal toy, a Christmas toy, a, what looks like a Christmas toy but is actually a decoration. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's up to the the responsible owner, human being, to just take care of all that and yeah. make sure that they don't get injured. Outside of the the shatterable things that can get into intestines and do damage, we you were mentioning off air eating tinsel. Mm, tinsel's same sort of, it's quite sharp and abrasive. Yeah, right. And is it is there a toxicity to it as well, or it's just that it could get stuck inside the, the, the digestive tract? Well, I think there's you know, toxicity in all of those things mm. with the dyes and whatever they make. We don't really know what they're made of half the time. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's not it's not a good idea if they get hold of the, the tinsel or... Mm. or and um, swallow it down. I mean, there's a lot of things they swallow that you can wait and, you know, 
wait for it to come out. So wait to pass through. Yeah. Yeah. But but those other things that are like of uh, you know abrasive and sharp can be an issue. Mm. I'm just thinking if they swallowed like the brand new pair of diamond earrings that somebody got for Christmas. Oh, You'd have to yeah. wait, wait for that to come through, but you may never want to wear them again. Boil <laughs> them up. <laughs> is that a hint? Is that not what I'm getting, is it? I don't know. Oh. No. Mm. Subliminal message it is. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, um, Kim, you were mentioning too that the hotline you can call because, you know, if something were to go wrong on Christmas Day or around those times, Boxing Day, and vets aren't available, what are some of the things you can do to help in the, in some emergency situations? Um, there's a, a line called the Australian uh, Animal uh, Poisoning Helpline and uh, there's a number in New Zealand and in Australia um, that you can contact, you can email, whatever, um, to get some assistance. And... Um, you, if you're friendly with the, the vet, maybe ask them what the, what their emergency number would be. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have an emergency vet that's going to be on for the day, or or they know which vet is doing that, mm-hmm. but um, that's a good idea. But um, it's just the same as you know. There's not a lot available for anything, but those are available, and also make sure that I mean, if you've bought a your puppy from a breeder. Um, you can ring the breeder. Often breeders, or they're at home or wherever with their own dogs, mm-hmm. and um, they're happy to help if something goes wrong and they know the tips and tricks because they've often mm-hmm. encountered before. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an option to ring your breeder. Um, and, of course, you know, sometimes people panic um, when something happens and, you know, they which is normal to panic. You think, oh, something's really gone wrong here. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to stay calm and um, make sure that what you do is, you know, in the best interest of the dog and yourself in relation to, um, you know, managing it. Mm. Um, panicking's not always the way. There's also, I mean, out where we are, there's snakes. Lots of places there's snakes apparently due to the urban sprawl and the... Um, upheaval of territories around everywhere where they're building things Mm. and um you know i have a snake kit that i got from my local council um and it's um i keep it there in case i need it touch wood not have to Mm. need it Mm -hmm. um and is that is that a snake kit that is specifically for pets or animals or is that for people as well uh, you can get them for um, animals and pe- and for people, but yeah, it's just a, you use the same um, process for animals or people. Okay, so I'd say but, that that if you got it from your councils, that'd be something that the councils would offer to yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah all, the, all the people I know um, in the areas know that their their council has got it. I don't know where about the inner city, mm. but um, yeah, out mm. in the suburbs they do. Yeah, it is a bit more land. It's more bush around, yeah. Yeah, we made the... Actually, we were talking about it yesterday because we were talking about... It was really hot here yesterday, but we were talking about taking Daisy to a dog park and, and that was the comment that Barb made was, no, 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 because where the park we take it to, there is a little bit of bushland around it. And we were like, no, no, because there's, there's snakes. snakes out. Yeah. You know? Mm. And this time of year, particularly in Australia, they're out, it's hot, they're sunning themselves, warming up. Mm. Mm. 
looking for water. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but they normally come out um, late at night when it's setting. Mm-hmm. Right. And early in the morning. So exclusively at the time, they, they do right at other times. Yeah. Mm. But as often as we know in their own defence, there's, you know, something comes up to them or, or whatever. Some top show dogs have been taken this year already with snake bites. Oh, really? oh wow. That's sad. Mm. Very sad, yes. Yeah. Very sad for the owners. Because mm. they're doing the right thing, you know, giving their dog a run and that happens. So, yes, yeah. yeah, something else in Australia we have to keep our eye out for. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking of a time when Daisy was a puppy. We used to have a blue-tongued lizard that used to sun itself out in our back deck here. Oh, yeah. And at that, I... sta- at that stage, the, the lizard was bigger than the dog. But Daisy saw this thing laying on the on the deck and went, what's that? Went over to it and it moved and she ran a thousand miles an hour away from it. Luckily, blue tongue lizards aren't harmless. No, like, yeah. Are harmless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, she didn't get close enough to it. The, the lizard was out of there before she got a chance to get even <laughs> anywhere near it. It ran. Well, we had a big one the other day and it didn't um, make it out, let me tell you. Oh, the dog's <laughs> got it. Oh, my gosh. Which is very upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, good old Staffords. Mm. Anyway, um, one of the things that we've done recently is, well, we've done an episode in the past on travelling with your dogs and things like that. We might Because usually what happens for us, I mean, this is for people overseas listening to this, but what happens is we have Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and then usually half of Sydney travels up north or goes to Queensland or something for holidays. Mm -hmm. So then we're often in a position where, People are in a position where they either, okay, what do we do? Do we take our dogs with us or do we have to organise for them to stay somewhere else while mm. we go away on holidays? Mm. So if we, we we did do that episode on taking our dogs with us, but we, we can recap on some of that. Mm. What couple of tips for travelling with your dog? I think we spoke at the time, it's similar to travelling with your kids. Mm. Regular stops, regular breaks. Lots of water. Lots of water. Yeah, lots of um, they they're quite happy to travel. They most dogs like the car. Yeah. But if they don't like the car, there's you know um, the travel sickness sometimes, mm-hmm. which um, they tend to grow out of. I found. But if you give them junket tablets before you go, and there's also travel calm tablets you can give them. Okay. And if they're like that, I think often them to be secured. Is a, is a good thing if they're walking around the car. It's not helpful to them. Mm. So and they've got a space and they're comfortable. So um, I think we've discussed in previous episodes where we haven't had crates and I've been in the bottom of the car and the dog's been on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very uncomfortable for everybody but the dog. Yeah. So, so there has to be a bit of. Um, a bit of, you know, organisation when you're going to go and, and some boundaries. Yeah. Mm. So, so, but, yeah, it's just your normal travel. Obviously, in the heat, you don't leave your dogs in the car. Mm. Um, never leave them in the car, even if you think, it's, oh, it's not that hot. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It is so much hotter in the car when it's stationary with no air conditioning on. That's right. So, so it has to have the air conditioning on um, and it has to be um, – you know, that they're, they're comfortable and safe and it's the usual thing. There's some 
some places where you can take your dog on holiday with you. And all the so those are that they're always very wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, um, you know, you can always do the glamping or camping thing where obviously you can take the dog as long as, you know, it's a dog-friendly beach. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, not in a national park. Mm. That's right. Or the caravan park will take dogs. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's all those things that you need to check out before you go. It's all about planning, just like Christmas. It's yeah. all about making sure that um, everything's set in motion before you go mm. and, and nothing nothing usually goes wrong. Mm. Yeah. Dogs like to go with you more than be left in dog kennels with people. So yeah. I, I think the dogs like to go with, with their families. But the, the boarding kennels are pretty good. They've um, Obviously their livelihood depends on whether they do it well or not. Mm. So they are very, very good um Many years ago, I left a dog in a kennel, and um, they rang me up and told me he'd eaten his way out. Oh, no. So um, <coughs> he didn't want to stay. So uh, he ended up, ended up inside their bed. So, you know, I mean, most dog dog kennels these days um, really do put their feet in, and obviously they do take care of the cook and the, in the north, either cold issues. Mm. Um, I I wouldn't be in business. So I don't know that I know of a boarding um, these days after COVID that isn't excellent. I had a before we had Daisy, and I was you know fully in love with my dog. I, I would look at things that people that love their dogs would do, and I'd think it was silly. And this is one of the things. So I, I had a friend that I used to work with who had a dog in a boarding kennel, and she says, "Oh, it's a fabulous place. It's got this. It's got that. They get to run every day. They get to she, they they get her to Skype me every day." And I went, they get your dog to do what? And they go, yeah, they get they call you on Skype and you can do a video call with your dog every day. And mm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's, yep. that's the strangest thing I've heard. Now I'd be like, you better call me every day. I will make time in my day. <laughs> I'll make right. sure I'm there. Yeah. Right. <coughs> hey, hello. Yeah. yeah, your Skype call would be mandatory. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a different world for walking kennels these days. They're very... They're very in tune with um, the needs of more than not just the dog, but the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go, going back to that, a holiday accommodation thing we were just talking about. We had a, a fantastic experience a couple of years ago when we went um, to our favourite holiday spot, which is Foster up here in New South Wales, and we just booked through one of the the, the apps, and obviously you can filter out your searches. So we filtered in dog friendly accommodation, and we came across a a place in actually in Tunkurry, and the woman had bought the the house with the express purpose of having it be a dog friendly accommodation. So when we got there, the house was I mean beautiful house, beautiful three bedroom home, mm. lovely spot. Um, short walk to the water, short drive across to to the other side of town. But she'd had dog beds, she had dog toys, she put together a little kit. With dog, dog treats and some food and some toys for the dog to yeah. play with, and that was for us to keep. Um, you know, poo bags, all those sorts of things, and you know, little welcome notes saying, and, and a booklet with all of the different dog friendly cafes and beaches and places you could go locally. Mm. And it was fantastic. And I think what we're also seeing now is people recognizing that people want to take their dogs away and not just accommodating them, but, but doing that going the extra 
you know, an extra mile to kind of make sure that that dog has a comfortable stay in the house. Mm. Yeah, well, it's all about the experience, isn't it, these days? Yeah. It's all about the experience and they want you to come back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, and if you're, 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 look, we all know dog people, that if our dog's made welcome, we feel welcome. Mm. Mm. That's, that's how it is, you know, in these places that you never know whether people are dog friendly, even the dog friendly places, you're just not sure till you get there, really. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they say dog friendly, but they're not really. Well, we had another place. They were dog friendly, they were good, but one of their absolute rules was you can't leave the dog alone in the house. Okay, fair and, enough. And it's like, oh, okay. And the yard wasn't secure enough for a couple of days. They didn't have a back yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah. But the yard wasn't secure enough to leave the dog in the backyard either. So you're sort of like, okay, we've got to take the dog absolutely everywhere we so go. So it really us. limited what we could do yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I know I've, in the old days I've had people stay in motels, leave the dogs in the motel, wandering around when they've gone, they've mangled the mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was his place's point. They, they obviously had issues with this, but they were, one of the examples they used specifically was they'll, they'll tend to scratch the doors. And you're like, yeah, okay. Our little dog probably won't do too much damage, but, you know, a bigger dog, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right. It's only got well-behaved animals, really. Mm. Now, the other... We, we, we were talking about leaving them with, in... If we had to leave them. In boarding kennels and things like that. Um, the other experience we've just had is leaving with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't just, you know, we were, okay, we're going away now. Here you go. You can have our dog for two weeks. It was a lot of preparation time leading up to mm-hmm. that. So for the last six months, I'd say, we've been every now and then. Okay, so, you know, if at the end of the year we're going to to let our dog stay with our friend here, then that our dog needs to get bonded with our friend before we're just leaving her with her for two weeks, you know. Mm. So we did the gradual, you know, okay, have one day together, have a couple of days together, have one night overnight, have another night, have two nights stay with our friend leading up to the time when we left her for two weeks. Mm. And they had a fantastic time together mm. because she, you know, our dog was not bothered about the fact that we were gone for two weeks because she was already loving, you know, our friend that we were, that we left her with. So, mm. you know, that's a really important. In fact, I think she wants to go back there. Yeah, I think she does too. <laughs> but that's a really important um, point to make too. It's uh, if, you've, if you've got a friend that you're able to leave them with, making sure that your dog has that relationship built with your friend beforehand. Mm. Does that would you say that? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think there's look, it's really individual. It's up to the dog and the owners mm. how they feel comfortable. Um that that's healthy. I know that um, I've got friends that have a dog sitters and they yeah. come into the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they will just come and um maybe meet the dog once or twice, come to the house, or others that just roll up on the day. Yeah. And and both times it's up to what the owner thinks the dog will be happy with. Mm. But I think um, I think that's really good what you did. That's made the dog very um, comfortable. And it all depends on each dog and how they're going to fit in with somebody else. And, you know, so what you've done is great. Because mm. yeah. we really know, wanted to test out, like we didn't, 
we wanted to make sure before we made the decision that yes, you, you know, we'll definitely leave her with our friend. We really wanted to make sure that our friend was going to be happy with it as well. And, yeah. You know, so we sort of had a few practice runs just to see how she felt about it as well, more than how how the dog felt. And she was really focused on the dog liking her. Like she would constantly reassure us that the dog was happy and, oh, the dog likes it here and the dog's good and the dog's... And we're like, yeah, that's cool. Well, <laughs> thank we you. Know you're gonna yeah, we, she, know, we know you're going to look after her. We know you're going to... You're going to make her happy, but we want to make sure you're happy. <laughs> and, and in this instance, she's an older lady who's had dogs her whole life, but is now in a point where she's sort of... If, for lack of a better term, too frail to have a dog full time, so just looks after everyone else's dogs. Okay, so that's like good. Little periods of time. Yeah, yeah. Just her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but her fam- yeah. its a family. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. she looks after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's way. But I think the main thing that's everything is to try not to break the routine. Mm. If they keep the routine the same and. Um, you know, keep on top of things that are the way they are. But, you know, I think we've said before, dogs are a bit like kids. You take them to school or take them to preschool or kindy or whatever and they cry and you're all upset. And when you get in the car, you know, they ring and say, oh, they're fine. As soon as you leave, they were fine. Well, (laughs) dogs are the same. Yeah, yeah, dogs are the same. You have a guy who had some uh, a lovely Stafford from us and she – he used to go away a lot. He had a pretty big business and um, he'd leave Kate with us and um, but he'd ring and he'd be in some part of the world and just yeah. ring up Kate, oh, just checking the dog's all right. She's dogs, all right, yeah. Who are you again? Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, they're pretty resilient, aren't they? Oh, yeah. they are. Adapt they are. to their surroundings pretty quick. Yeah, I think initially maybe they get a if the if the if the whole thing changes they get a bit like mm, okay this has changed yeah. but tend to adapt um, and your friend has obviously um, you know has a routine and knows how to handle it on the transition by the mm. sound of yeah yeah oh she set the agenda firmly in that one yeah she did she... Well, right yeah she knows. Often these dog sitters do, they're great. Um, lots of people will go into people's homes and not only look after the dog or dogs, but also, you know, look after the house and mm. make sure the garbage is out and, and the mail's in and and all that kind of stuff. And um, they're really they're really good. They're very good. They love doing their job. So, therefore, you know your dog's safe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have a friend that does that, actually. She does that not, not so much now, but used to do it almost semi-professionally, actually. Didn't pay rent for about two years. Just house sat places all over the all over the um, all over the city. So yeah, yeah, and that's what she said. All I've got to do is look after some animals and keep the house tidy. Easy. It'd be an experience, wouldn't it? Oh, she yeah. was in some beautiful homes as well. Just gorgeous places. So yeah, <laughs> almost like being on a holiday for her. Mm. Well, that's right. So yeah, it's a win-win, really. Yeah. So leading from. So obviously we have Christmas Day and we have that, we've gone through Christmas Day and then we might go away for a bit and we might still be away at New Year's Eve, but oftentimes we're not or our dogs are left at home um, during the New Year's Eve celebration times. Uh, And as we know that fireworks and dogs often don't mix. (laughs) um, We just were thinking about having a few tips around New Year's Eve and how to manage what can happen there. Well, I suppose the fireworks, it's the 
day when the storm was coming and um, my brother was here and he said, what, what was, what, what's wrong with Henry? I said, it's the storm's coming. He can hear it before we can. Right, yeah. Right. So that, that's another, apart from the fire, this time of year we have storms and, mm. and upset the dogs as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of not overdoing it. I mean, some dogs are very bad with their reactions to this and it's to do with the, with the, ear, the middle ear that causes it. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can go to your vet and get um, different medications for severely um, anxious dogs at that time mm-hmm. um, and, and knock them out. Um, that's the most severe thing you can do. Apart from that, there's all sorts of things you can get. You can get um, storm coats, which are the same for fire, for crackers yeah. or fireworks. Um, gee, that's an old word, crackers. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, basically um, do that. But, you know, most people uh, stay with their dogs, just make sure they're fine hmm. uh, and, you know, take care of them. Dogs will react when they know, you know, when they hear the... The, the, the explosions the of the yeah. fireworks, yeah. And and the, and the thunder and lightning uh-huh. more so than anything. Hmm. But then there's others who just sleep through it. It doesn't affect them at all. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's about knowing your dog and just being prepared. And I, I know I've seen people with dogs that have, you know, gone tropo. Mm. And so, you know, your dog does do that. You need to go to the vet and get the preparation so that on that day you know what to do for them and not let them experience the problem because you know you know it's there. You don't wait for it to happen and then try to fix it. It's a bit of a preventative thing in my view, mm. especially yeah. if you have a really bad dog. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've had I had a dog that uh, was perfectly fine, and then he started to react, and I found out that I ignored him one day, and he was fine. So he was doing it to get the attention. He wanted the attention, <sighs> like a little kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like really, really. So, and he was fine after that, and I just said to everybody, just ignore him. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, right. he's buttering everybody up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. badly, but you know, he got a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, because he was so um, spoiled. Yeah. So uh, like got... that reminds me of those videos that you see online now with the little, uh, the, it's a dog or a cat or something, and it's like limping with its paw up, and you think, oh, and the owners, oh, what's happened? What's happened? And then realise that they're just doing that to get attention. They're not yeah. really injured at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. They can, they do have that capacity. So yeah, it's it's amazing. So I mean, it's um just about prevention for all this stuff. And if you know your dog um does have that issue, go to your vet before the Christmas mm. break and get get set up with what you have need. It ready to, to go if you need it. Yeah. So that and um you know the vets give all sorts of medications, calming medications. But I've always found that if you just knock them out. Yeah. Hey, let me have a sleep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, um, Dave's she's pretty good with storms, but firecrackers tend to bark a bit at. All right. Um so we, we sort of find that if we just keep her here and reassure her and make sure she's okay, she'll yeah. she'll be okay. Have her with us yeah. rather than dealing with it on her own. Yeah. Barb, yeah. Barb, however, I might go and visit the vet and see if I can get some medication for her. I don't like fireworks either. <laughs> no, you don't. No. <laughs> it's what's what's best for the dog. Some dogs go really troppo. Yeah. They you know, they, they run away, they yeah. destroy 
themselves. They destroy everything around them. They can't take the lose it, really. Yeah, I see that across a lot of the, the dog pages that we're part of that you'll see, particularly the... Um, I've got some friends that run sort of lost found pages on, on Facebook and um, you'll see a lot of that around this time of year where dogs get out, escape out of the yards because they're so panicked or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I like those those ideas of perhaps if you know your dog does that, stay with your dog. Mm, stay with your dog or stay with the – go to the vet and make sure that you're prepared so that they don't injure them. Mm. Yeah. I've known people that, you know, they've tried to get out and they've got stuck in fences, they've died, that mm. sort of you know, thing. Oh, so bad. They're so bad. And, and you know, they need the people need to be on it beforehand. They know that's going to be – not that that's going to happen, but they know that it's a, a risk. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm. I think I think we've covered just about everything. I think we've done everything we set out to do with this one. I can give – Numbers for the um, helpline, if you want. Yes, please. Yeah, by all means, do it. Um, there's that's for the poisons info at animalpoisons.com.au. Yep. And the Australian helpline animal poisons is 1300 869 738. Yep. Or in New Zealand, 0800 869 738. Yeah. Thank you for that. We might um, put that when we. When you put this up online, you can write, write it in your Find little Find the numbers words. down, yep, and put them down. And also keep your vets, you know, if you know that that um, you, you're friendly with your vet or, or you find out in the local area which vet is going to be available mm. um, or any kinds of emergency so that you know what's available. Just a bit, a, a bit like people, not that we even go to this much trouble for ourselves. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. It's true, but um, you know we we need to have. Um, I always have a prepared who's on and what what's going to happen in case yeah. something. Mm. Yeah, Preparation. No, what was that? Preparation is always the best thing. Be prepared. Yes. Yep. Preparation is king. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, on that in that note, if you've listened this far, thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy New, Happy New Year. Year. And, Enjoy um, your holidays. Yeah. Yep. Happy holidays to everybody across the world, no mm. matter how you break yeah. them. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll see you next year. We've got some exciting guests coming up. We do. Ooh. Yes. 2024 will be a wonderful year for the Dog Show Show. I'm confident of that. You can feel it in your bones. I can. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. Great. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.